Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. So it's been a week since the Kincaid fire started in Sonoma County. It was the same county that went through a series of deadly fires back in 2017. So, of course, what's happening now is bringing up a lot of old feelings again. Logic was thrown out the window when I saw this fire and I thought it was way closer than it actually was. So far, the Kincaid fire has been less destructive than the fires in 2017. So what's changed? And what did we learn from that deadly year of wildfires? I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. So I live really in the heart of downtown Santa Rosa. In 2017, the Tubbs fire came within about three or four miles of me. This time around, it's much further away, but it feels really close. Gabe Moline is senior editor for KQED Arts, and last week he wrote a story for KQED about living with the new reality and the old trauma of fire season. Since 2017, we just have this little wicker basket full of N95 smoke masks, and I'm a tidy person. I usually like to put things away, and my wife says, no, no, we got to leave them there just in case. We got to leave them there just in case. And, you know, just last week on Wednesday, I looked at them and I thought, ah, come on, let's at least put these in the linen closet, you know. (laughs) Sure enough, later that night, the fire kicked up and uh, we started needing them. Since the Kincaid fire broke out in Sonoma County last Wednesday night, it got us thinking, what have we learned since October of 2017? Since the Tubbs fire, which burned Santa Rosa and was part of several North Bay fires that killed 44 people. And how does it feel this time around for people who live that? I can tell you how it feels different first, uh, which is it's a lot less um, terror filled. You know, that was a very fast fire that started uh, late at night and raced down the hill very, very quickly. And um, people did not have a lot of time to prepare at all. Um, This one, uh, you know, we were getting notifications six hours before the fire started, you know, instead of six minutes like people were two years ago. Um, What is the same is that... I can, I can tell you from my experience on, I think it was Wednesday night, I looked up on the hill and saw the glowing, you know, orange and yellow, and this old feeling just kicked back in that I think is kind of baked into everybody's psyche who went through the fire in 2017. The governor has declared a state of emergency in Napa, Sonoma, and Yuba counties. Small fires fueled by extreme winds merged into six massive fires. One of the most notable differences between 2017 and now are these massive power shutoffs that we're seeing. Back then, PG&E didn't shut off any power. 
This time around, it did to millions of Northern Californians. And it's been pretty hard on people. My wife, for one, is a manager of sort of the indie movie theater up there. And they didn't know how to plan for shutoffs. You know, you want to keep the theater open because people want a place to go outside of the smoke and everything. But every time the power would go off, she would have to shuttle all the food to a freezer across town. She'd have to worry about the projection equipment because it's kind of like a computer. You need to shut it down properly before you just pull the plug on it. And then you're monitoring when the power might come back on, not knowing how long it's going to stay on, how many movies can we really show. That's just one business in Sonoma County. Multiply that by like 10,000 businesses and the uncertainty involved and people's livelihoods and their work. That's why I think there was resentment over not knowing what was going to happen with power and with PG&E. The next really big difference this time around were the alerts that people got, warning of evacuations. These alerts are important because they tell people when to evacuate and when they might have to evacuate. In 2017, the alerts came in slowly and they were confusing. People weren't given much time to leave their homes. Since then, the state came up with new guidelines to get alerts out faster and to more specific areas that need them. But people have to voluntarily opt in, and Gabe hasn't. Still, leading up to the Kincaid fire last week, he got the message. I mean, I had read in the news here and there on like Monday and Tuesday, but on Wednesday, uh, I was out to lunch with my wife at uh, this place downtown Santa Rosa, the Parish Cafe. And three times throughout the course of uh, the lunch, our phones all buzzed at the same time. Not just me and my wife, everyone in the restaurant. Jeez. You know, and it, was, it wasn't a regular text buzz. It was a sort of strange, different staccato-y buzz uh-huh. and a, a you know, sort of strange sound. Everyone picking up their phones, which tells you that they learned a lot of lessons from two years ago. I mean, two years ago, people were getting you know, calls on their landline. <laughs> right, you know? yeah. And it was like, who has a landline anymore? Yeah. So uh, whatever issues they had with not having protocol in place for cell phones or whatever, that got fixed. Everyone in the restaurant got these notifications. And that was before the fire started. That was just, the winds are picking up. It's very dry. Red flag warning. Be on alert. Yeah. I remember being in restaurants in the Vallejo area and the same thing. Like, I heard that emergency alert tone. And I don't know where it was coming from, but I remember thinking like, whatever it is, it's got to be related to the fires. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, similar. Like I I, I got the sense that alerts were a much bigger part of the story this time around. They were, you know, I'm not even signed up for Nixle alerts. And I was, I felt like I was well informed about what was happening, you know? Yeah. There are a lot of other changes that happened to make this year's response better. For example, Santa Rosa and other cities were telling people don't call 911 unless you're in a serious emergency and can't evacuate. Instead, they were saying call 211 for evacuation details. That's because in 2017, 911 was getting clogged with callers reporting fires. There was also confusion around the time about what these operators should tell people. Now operators have new scripts for when people call. It's not just government agencies and utility companies changing their responses to fires. It's kind of all of us. It's residents who are learning to live with wildfires. 
And part of that learning curve was living through what happened in 2017. In 2017, the fire consumed most of Wikiup, came down the hill, got about four houses away from my dad's house, and then just decided to blow in a different direction. You know, it's the house we go to for Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's the family home, yeah, you know. Yeah. But when I went up to my dad's house a couple times on Saturday, that area wasn't under evacuation order yet. It was driveway after driveway after driveway of SUVs being packed up with stuff and whole families out there and neighbors checking on each other. Do you need anything? Oh, I've got room in my trunk, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and sure enough, you know, within four hours or so, they did get the evacuation order. But people were ready. People were ready this time around. People were ready, but what did that feel like, being up there and seeing all those cars packing up? Was there a sense of, of emergency like you saw in 2017? Or what, did it feel a little bit more relaxed? It, it felt more relaxed just because there was more time. <laughs> but when you sort of, uh, you know, fast forward the tape and think like, what could this neighborhood look like tomorrow? I'm not sure. Yeah. The main problem is still there. But we're way more prepared for it now. Way more prepared for it now. I mean, everything from, you know, the fire department to the evacuation shelters that sprung up really quickly. I'm kind of really heartened to see the chefs in Sonoma County, some of whom are just shutting down their restaurants completely to come to the shelters and help out. And there's... I don't know if it's a literal phone tree, but it's sort of like a metaphorical phone tree where everyone knows what their role is and they kind of jumped right into it this time around. Yeah. Um, that was really nice to see. Um, but the other thing is that we never know when this will happen again. We kind of have to expect that it'll happen every year. You know, we don't really have fall anymore. Yeah. I loved fall. Yeah. We don't have fall anymore. We have fire season. And we never know how bad it's going to be. Gabe said something that I think is true, that we often don't talk about our mental health when these disasters are unfolding. He says what helped him was reaching out to a friend. There's also the National Disaster Distress Hotline, which you can call 24 hours a day. It offers bilingual counseling to people going through emotional distress related to disasters. The number is 1-800-985-5990. We'll also leave the number in our episode notes. Or you can always tweet us if you just need an ear. We're at the Bay KQED. Gabe Moline is senior editor of KQED Arts. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for the Bay. Talk to you next time. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading!
Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.